Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're rolling with the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here with... John Cermak. What is happening? How's your week been so far? It's been awesome. Great week? It's been a lot of fun. What have you been up to? Yesterday we had three new golfers in here, a husband and a wife, and another guy. And then today had another new guy. And it's been a ton of fun. Yeah, ton of fun, baby. Uh, how much distance are we are we gaining with these guys? <laughs> oh, we're just jumping straight to it. Like, yeah, like we're not going to ease into it. We're not going to do any build up or anything. I think our our audience by now know they will. I think they would appreciate like the the let's get down and dirty to the to the actual facts. But why don't you tell us a story about? I think the last one was the the, the main guy, the the one with the most distance. Yes, the one from today. Yeah. Yeah, so this guy is out of Cypress Lake. He was a scratch golfer. He's been a golfer his whole entire life. He was a scratch golfer at one point. And over the years, just recently, just started getting plagued with some physical things. And just in 2014, I believe it was, he was hitting his drives 280 yards. And now he's lucky to hit 240. Like it's 220, 230 off the tee. So anyways, had him in today for his first session. And let me let me pull the stats up real quick. We always do our first session with a seven iron and a driver just to get a, an idea. Can you explain why you go seven iron and a driver? Is there like a like a theory behind it or any or is it more of a preference? Is is it a confidence thing for golfers to like do like is it because it's a mid iron that they they, they go for it? I just picked those two clubs because the driver is a no-brainer because everybody wants to see the driver improve. I'm like, okay, so what's the baseline on your driver? So we got to get the baseline on the driver. But the reason why I picked the seven iron is because statistically, at least from my research, it just seems like the seven iron is the most utilized iron or the most comfortable iron, like, people just feel really comfortable with a seven iron. Like that's one of the most common things that I hear is I love my seven iron. So that's the reason why I picked those two. Does that help? No, obviously. Like (laughs) true story. When I was uh, starting young, like, and I started playing golf, I used to only hit my seven iron because it was the only thing I could hit. (laughs) No, like that's a true story. Like even from the tees. And then I started picking up more, like, no more sessions and more everything. And I started improving, but the seven iron was like the crucial starting point. (laughs) my club was the gap wedge the gap wedge (laughs) when i first started the gap wedge was the only club and it was a it was uh what what is it the stiffness was it was like a lady's shaft so there was all sorts of flex in it but it was the only club i could hit yep sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do man All right, so let's let's go. Let's see the baseline stats for this guy. Okay, so baseline stats for this guy: the max distance he was hitting before I ever touched him today was 167 yards with the seven iron. I went through and kicked this guy's butt, and we went through different 
techniques and trying to figure out or different methods trying to figure out what's going on here what's missing it because the words that i was using and the things that i was trying to get him to do just was not clicking and this guy is strong like this guy you you can just tell that he's just he's got like he's like a linebacker as far as the body of a linebacker run right through a wall built it built like why are we not getting the power and it wasn't until i said one thing that helped him with his back turn that just resonated with him that he started crushing the ball and the distance just kidding kept getting higher and higher and higher and higher and i'm going okay here we go now it's starting to get exciting so the end result was we ended we started with a max distance of 167 yards with the seven iron and by the end we had a max distance of 181 yards with a seven iron and this is in an hour one hour the first hour the only hour i've ever worked with this guy we got this improvement but that's not the most exciting part but wait there's There's more more. it's like the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) the most exciting part of this was the average distance before i started working with him was 156 yards with the seven iron so the average was 156 the max was 167 at the end, his average was 173. Now, that's impressive. You're talking almost two clubs up. Yeah, it's almost 20 yards. Yeah. We improved the average distance that he was hitting the seven iron. 156 to 173, you said? Yeah, 156 to 173. That's insane. It's crazy. In one hour. In one hour. Imagine if, he, if this guy put, like, put in like the actual good training for six months. That would be like a – you're talking about a, a forever style transformation. Yes. So let's go ahead and just clarify. I mean, this is not something that we expect to get every single session. So it's not like every hour I work with you, you're going to gain 15 more yards. But what you will gain is better consistency. So we usually gain a lot of distance on the first session because it's such a low-hanging fruit. There's so much untapped potential in the body that it's usually really easy to gain significant distance in the first session. What comes next is over the next 5, 10, 15 sessions is the consistency, the ability to do it over and over and over again. Then we start working on the shot, shot shaping then we start working on endurance, strength and endurance of the body so that the body just feels better. It doesn't feel like you're working as hard to accomplish the goal. You're not thinking as hard anymore. So you become more efficient with your body movements. Exactly, you know, more so, efficient. So it's less stressful on the body and also less stressful on the mind. And you start really becoming efficient with the way you you approach the game of golf. And there's a there's not only really like a, a change in the actual physical aspect of the of the of the game, like how you handle your body, but there's also a, a huge transformation on the mental side, which you know it's not only like the need to improve, but it also that ego comes out, the ability to say like I'm a golfer now, like I'm gonna go out there and, and kick ass, like I'm gonna. You go from passive to active. You start getting aggressive. You start doing the shots that you were afraid to do before, and you open this whole new portfolio of, of of not only enjoyment but like of of just an ability to go out there and be confident in every situation every shot right so the reason why 
we brought this up in the first place was because it ties into what you wanted to talk about today. Getting out of your own way, using the ground, transferring power. Yeah, so one of the biggest, biggest problems that we've seen in our golfers, and we saw this last week, is golfers tend to get in their way. So when you get on your own, in your own way, it means that you have a set a certain amount of time practicing something and your body gets used to something and once you find something that works you'll keep doing it even if it's wrong and if you're really setting in a, a habit or you're setting in a movement that is incorrect but for some reason if that movement gives you a little bit of of let's say not not pleasure wouldn't be the word but it gives you the capacity to hit a shot you will keep doing that movement regardless of if it's wrong or right so some of our golfers and golfers in general, every time we get them here and we start teaching them the right way, they get in their own way and they're starting and they try to revert back to the to the old ways, to the ways that are wrong. And it's it's a battle with the mind and it's a battle with with the actual character of the person that we're coaching and trying to get them to understand that maybe the first 50 shots will not work. Maybe the first 100 shots would not work. When you're doing something new. When you're doing something new, when, when you're doing something right. Because you're going from doing something that is part of your habit, part of your nature, to doing something that is a correct thing. Remember, we always talk about 10,000 hours of dedicated work. You know, setting in a habit. It could be 10,000 hours of the wrong thing that would be a detriment towards your improvement, or it can be 10,000 hours of the right thing. And our, like, Golfers need to understand that when you're really working towards improvement, you need to let go of that mindset where as soon as you hit a bad shot, you go back to being handsy. As soon as you hit a bad shot, you revert from using your big muscles to using your hands again, your arms, and you start manipulating the ball instead of just letting it go. So when we're talking about getting out of your own, or out of your own way, it means that you need to start trusting the fact that you're really learning the good things and you're starting to really putting a, a movement into your own set of movements or into your own body is going to help you perform better. And you need to trust the fact that maybe the first 100 balls will not fly the way you want them to fly or you won't hit the shots you want to hit. But that 101, 102, 103, 150, 200, 300 golf ball is going to be exactly what you're looking for. And it's it's really that golfer journey or that player journey where we have to take them through that traumatic experience of like, hey, you need to trust this. And once they see the change, just like the the last uh, client that we had, that we had to take him through a journey, he started gaining all these yards, and then you see that spark in their eyes, and now they're they're really enjoying it, and they're understanding that hey, I can do this change, I can go through it, and it will make me a best like the best player I can be. I like it. So I'm going to try to summarize everything that you just said and put it in real layman's terms. So. I think that this is exactly what happened with me. When I first started golfing, I was just an arm swinger. Like I was, I did not know how to move my lower body at all. And when I could hit the ball, like it, it was great. I was like, okay, I could hit the ball. And then when I, when I first started to learn or try to learn how to use my hips the first thing that happened was a hard shank to the right. It's like, what the heck? So then I did it again, and the same exact result occurred. I'm like, well, screw this. This is, I'm not doing this. I'm going back to the old way. Because when I use my arms, 
at least the ball goes up in the air and it comes back down in the general vicinity that I want it to. May not go very far, but at least it's going in the right direction. Why would I do this? Why would I use my lower body if all I'm going to do is shank it? But I, I understand what you're saying because I played with this for years, probably two years before I finally got to a point to where I did not care about the result. I cared about the feeling. Just keep doing it. See if you can feel the glutes firing. See if you can feel your hips clearing. Who cares if you're shanking it? Because you're working on the fundamental movements. You can always work on contact down the road. I mean, because contact's just a result of what's happening down below anyways, right? It's how you attach yourself to the ground, how you use it as a support system, and how you really learn to transfer that energy from your body to the ball. So is exactly what you're saying is trusting it, trusting the fact that you're using the right muscles. One of the easiest things that helps me with it nowadays is I have no idea what's going on with my hands or arms anymore. I do everything in my power to make sure that my arms and hands are not a thought in my head when I'm swinging the golf club. I'm focusing so much on my right foot being grounded, turning my belt buckle onto the backswing, feeling my core and glutes engaged, and then reversing it all to get back through the ball. I don't even know what my hands and arms are doing. I I went through the same process where I used to be a very handsy player and I used to be able to feel where my club was with my hands. And now when when I go play golf and I do a pre-shot routine before hitting the ball, once I, I set up to the ball, I do like a swing, and I'm looking back, and I do a swing up, like a check swing. And all I'm trying to feel is how my, my core is engaged and how my, my really the core is rotating. If I can feel my core getting to the right position, I'm good. I don't care about my hands, my, my elbows, my arms. Nothing matters. As long as I can get my core rotating in the right movement and the right axis, I know I'm going to crush it. So that's my, my, my process of trying to like really concentrate on the, on the big muscles drive with the big muscles good i love it so yeah so what we're talking about is basically that no trying to help players get out of their way of their own way so they can start incorporating the good things and that's one of the challenges we see but once we actually help them overcome this the transformation is gigantic right so another example of how golfers get in their own way is after the age of 60 you start losing distance the first thing that golfers try to do to regain distance? Hands. Hands. It's like, I got to swing harder. I got to grip it harder. I got to try to get my hands through faster. Hands, 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 hands. It's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. If you're losing distance, thinking about your hands and getting handsy and trying to get your arms through quicker, that's going to make you lose distance. There's no power in your hands and your arms. There's power in your core and your glutes. Yeah. There's also one other thing that a, a dear friend and coach of mine used to always tell me. It's like, if you use the right muscles, there's also no need for you to get injured. A lot of people also get injured. And you see a lot of these patients, that get, get, you know, they, they get all sorts of injuries. Is They're forcing the ball. They're forcing their back. They're forcing their hands, shoulders, everything. It's because they're not using their bodies efficiently. They're not using their core. And... Basically, one of the reasons how you become a, a like a, a, a 
player or a golfer that doesn't get injured is by using your muscles efficiently, by using the right muscles. <laughs> Two people that I'm going to scream out right now is Matsuyama, right? Yeah. So I've got him quoted in my book thinking, saying that I'm predicting him to be the oldest player on the tour that's still competitive because you can't pause at the top of a backswing unless you're using muscles. And muscles is the number one way that golfers don't get injured. And then Pete you know, Pete's on our website, his videos on our website. He's one of our poster childs where Pete's like the bi bionic man. He's got a total hip replacement, bilateral shoulder replacements, 78 years old at the time, and could not hit a golf ball without excruciating pain in his left shoulder. And if he could hit the ball without pain in his left shoulder, it didn't go anywhere. So this guy is extremely competitive, very disciplined, and willing to do whatever it takes to be able to be competitive. So he finally comes in and says, you know, I think it's his shoulder. I think there's a problem with it. Remember, he's got a total shoulder replacement. So he's like, I'm, maybe I have to have surgery again. I don't know. So I watch him hit a couple of balls, and every single time, right at impact, it hurt. But you could see immediately, he's just arm swinging. Like there was no extension. He, there was no extension of his hands away from his chest. They just kept wrapping around his body every single time at the top of the backswing. So the first thing that we did was we got him using his core and his glutes, wrapping around on his hip, maintaining extension, maintaining his hands away from his chest and not letting his hands wrap around his neck. And by the end of the first session, he could hit a golf ball without pain. Like it's, it wasn't magic. We're just using muscles because he was maintaining extension, maintaining his hands extended away from his chest. That requires muscles. When you use muscles, you usually don't hurt. So here Pete is thinking that he's going to have to have another surgery or give up golf altogether and 45 minutes later, he's hitting golf balls without pain and still is to this day. I mean, we are in July now, probably August when this thing airs. But this was back in January, and I'm, I still text him regularly. He's still playing great golf, loving life, because he's using muscles. It changes your perception of golf, like we said before. It also changes your ability to have golf longevity, to be able to play good golf, at a really late age and you can actually enjoy yourself pain-free all you gotta do is just use the right muscles that's a key if you use your right muscles you'll really take away pain from the equation simple right super simple and i gotta tell you this applies to like it from the juniors all the way to the to the seniors and it's something that has to be taught it's something that needs to be learned and something to, to be applied to your golf game it really is life-changing, game-changing. You will change everything about your swing by you. In order to do that, like we were talking about, you got to get out of your own way. You got to be able to trust it. You got to be able to let go of those old tendencies or your old habits and be able to adopt the new ones and take a chance on a better future, a longer future, and something that will really help you play in the long run. Yes, get out of your own way is meant for both physically and psychologically right yeah so a lot of people say i can't clear the hips i can't get the hips out of the way if you don't get your hips moving before your hands in the downswing 
you don't have any you get blocked you get stuck you can't you can't get through the ball so you, you couldn't get out of your own way so that makes sense to a lot of people yet when you look at the vast majority of amateur golfers over the age of 60 they're never out of their own way the hips just don't move yeah they start the the dancing with the hands it's like they're wood chopping this is golf we're not out in the woods you know we're playing golf and they're out there chopping the ball with their hands because in their mind they're thinking they're going to create more speed with their hands because they don't trust that their big muscles their bodies are is actually the driving force behind the golf swing i'm telling you man this was one of the biggest psychological battles that i had to overcome because you know i'm in shape i'm strong i got a bunch of muscles and i just didn't see how taking the attention away from my arms and placing it on my core was going to make me hit the ball farther, like help me generate more speed. I just couldn't see it because it didn't feel to me like I was swinging the club harder, faster. It didn't feel to me like I was working more. It fit, When I took that club and swung it as hard and as fast as I could with my arms, I felt like I was working hard, but the ball didn't go anywhere. Then I turn around and I say, okay, that didn't work. And I work with my core and my glutes. It actually feels like I'm swinging slower. But the ball's going farther. And the club head speed is going up. Okay, the funny thing is that you're taking, you're, you're, you stop concentrating and putting attention on your arms. And you're concentrating on your core. And the, and the crazy thing is that it, your core doesn't have to move incredibly fast. But if it moves fast enough, you're going to multiply the speed in your arms because your arms are, you're basically applying centrifugal force to your arms. They're away from your body. So your arms and your hands are moving much faster in your core. The faster you move your core, the faster you move your hands. And you actually hit it fast. You hit it much longer. Yeah, it's that analogy that you like to use the, the rock on a rope on a stick, right? Yeah. So basically, if you tie a, a rope, sorry, a, a rock to a rope, and you tie that rope to a stick, and you move the stick around, so that you don't have to move it a lot. You just move it enough for the rock to start moving fast around the stick. You'll see how that rope, from being all loose, tenses up and becomes straight. That's centrifugal force. Your hand doesn't have to move a lot for that rock to move really fast. The same thing applies to your body. Your core doesn't have to move a lot for your hands and the club face to move really fast. But if you move your body efficiently, the club face is going to move incredibly fast. And that's how you start gaining the distance, the power, and the speed that you, you've lost from going from a handsy player to a core player. Perfect. So I say we start wrapping things up here. One thing I do want to say is it doesn't matter if you are a scratch golfer or just trying to break a hundred. Heck, the the couple that I worked with yesterday, they're plus thirty. I mean, they're they're up there. The wife was plus forty. It's like, how do you even enjoy that? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're plus forty or forty over par. Yeah, 30 40 over, over par. par. Yeah, or single digit handicapper. It doesn't matter. The methods work. For both. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't matter. 
Because this, this guy today, he's a single-digit handicapper. Kevin's a single-digit handicapper. Yep. He belongs to the country club here in Southwest Florida that's known to have the most single-digit handicappers. They have over 150 single-digit handicappers at this club, Cypress Lake. And his mind was just blown. I mean, we gained dramatic distance in one session. And then I did the same exact thing with that guy that can't even break 100 yesterday. It's like, what the heck? So it doesn't matter what it is. You've, what your level is, you've got to use the right muscles. It's going to be better. And to that, you got to get out of your own way. Get out of and your own way. And just accept it and take it in and gain 30 yards. <laughs> and take your friend's money, man. It's out there. Just you got to take it. <laughs> skins game, baby. Yeah, that's that Saturday, Sunday skins game. That could be all yours. Imagine what 30 yards can do for you. Off the tee and on the green and everywhere else. Nice. Cool. That was a good one. I think we got some good quality content out there. The take-home message is you got to get the right muscles moving. And... Just thinking that you got the right muscles working isn't going to be good enough. Go on our website, go on YouTube, watch my videos, read the book, read my book and get as much information as you possibly can. Give it a try and you're going to get closer. And then when you're ready to get take it to the next level, call me up. We'll do a Zoom session if you're not in town. If you are in town, get in here and we'll do a session and I'll show you what it's like to gain that much yardage in one session. Cool. Anything else? We're good. Best of luck. Keep playing. Don't give up. And you'll eventually get there, man. It's golf. All right. Cool. Subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate everybody listening. And until next time. See ya. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.